Teachers, 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 coffee, Gina, and we have reached 20 episodes eventually. Maybe this is, this can be, you can name it like a celebrating episode. It's like a milestone, 20 episodes for this season. Welcome. Wow, wow, what a, what a nice journey. Uh, 20 episodes full of interesting guests, ideas, tips thrown around, learned ev everywhere. Like, it's, it's really been great. And uh, for our 20 milestone episode, we have um, additionally to add to the list another very important guest, interesting guest. Of um, course, of course. I mean, in a way, we must say that um, uh, this this is a, maybe it was a destiny for this episode to be recorded as the 20th with this special guest because we've mm -hmm. been trying to book this recording for quite a, a while because of previous commitments, of course. And um, uh, we are honored to have with us today uh, from Antalya, Turkey, uh, Mrs. Gyulbin Özdemir Altingos. I don't know if I'm pronouncing this correctly, Gyulbin, but you gave us a very nice explanation of your name, which is Persian. It means like part of the rose, am I right? Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you'll be welcome. Uh, it's been quite a while since the last time we had someone from Turkey. And one maybe of the main reasons that we should start this conversation with was that quite recently, uh, actually, I think for 2022, you were nominated as the most inspiring um, uh, teacher in Turkey. So, yeah, I would like to start with that because I think this is really, really important. We have a real influencer here in front of us uh, from Turkey. So I would, I would like you to tell us a little bit about this um, award. How did it make you feel? And um, what actually did it take for you in order to win it? Okay. So thank you for having me, <laughs> first of all. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's such a great honor to be here with you today. Um, it's really early in the morning, but I don't care. <laughs> it's so cool, actually. So about the award, um, Inget uh, started to give this award in 2021. And so last year I was um, quite surprised when I heard about nominations and I just, you know, um, was waiting and expecting that award. But of course, not necessarily. It, it shouldn't have, like um, it. It shouldn't be uh, something that you um, wait uh, with with a lot of uh, effort and dream and lots of things. But when I heard the news, I, I just felt valued because for a teacher, you know, um, especially most of the teachers, I think. The most important thing for us is uh, to feel that value, to feel the support, to feel that power um, and powerful um, applause of our students and also, you know, the smile on their faces as well. But sometimes you just need to feel that you are recognized with some awards, uh, with some certificates, with some words. It should be like 
it could be kind words, it could be polite words, it could be something that, okay, you go girl, you're just doing, you know, great. But um, yeah, this recognition is really um, crucial for me because it includes all the, the whole country. So that's why I'm holding it here. <laughs> I'm like sitting here. Congratulations, yeah. Yeah, so I, I quite like it. And um, yeah, that's all I can say, I think. For Wonderful. Um, that's cool. excellent. Excellent, um, yeah. And uh, yeah, just to um, a reminder that I think this award came from India, which is the, um, uh, the official Turkish Association of English yeah. Language Teachers. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think it was a great honor. And I think, you know, I feel in a way because uh, um, I, I'm not going to lie, we haven't been following you. It was because of this award that uh, we you got our attention. I think it's very, very well deserved because I can see that you are a very active frontline teacher. And definitely you give everything to your students. And maybe that's what an influencer is all about. I mean, influencing and touching um, students' souls and, and minds, of course. So, George, well deserved. George, you know what? <laughs> I feel so ashamed right now. I'm right. <laughs> so shy. <laughs> when you call me like an influencer, because, yeah, I like this is not my main goal to inspire people, but, um, like, you know what they say, the only rival is... Um, to you is yourself, so I should, you know, compete with myself all the time, day by day. So yeah, I, I, I'm trying to do my best and like doing better and better as days go by. So that's why. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And I mean, obviously, you're doing something right because you're getting recognition, you're getting rewarded. So keep up the good work, you know. Um, <laughs> I appreciate it. Of course. Um, so, you know, coming from Antalya, Turkey, uh, and, you know, how your country has gone through a devastating earthquake uh, with a terrible aftermath, and um, we have been following all, like, all the impact of this tragedy, uh, tragedy yeah. and uh, we, never have any, we never had any news on the educational context of it, though and how this event has affected the schools and the teachers uh, and the students. Uh, do you, could you give us some details and share some news about what's happening uh, on, on that side of the matter of the events? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Of course. Of course I would. Um, actually, um, it affected us so badly and we were devastated by the you know news and we're deeply sorry for our loss and like all the victims who are suffering right now and i'm deeply sorry for them and also um we sure know that we will get over this and heal our wounds together as a country but um personally i can say that um my family roots uh come from Gaziantep, and also i was born in antakya and worked there for four years and my childhood you know passed in antakya and hatay so, and also my husband worked in Adiyaman, so it's, you know, like, I wish I had the map to show you. So it includes, like, most of the parts of the earthquake places. So we were, um, actually, I can whole, wholeheartedly say that we were, um, like, depressed at first. 
um, and we, we got completely, completely lost for, for more than three weeks. So it's been a month already. So, um, but also we, we also know that we, we, we have to calm down and stay strong. And many of our colleagues immediately went to the earthquake places to do some voluntary work in the tents because there are some tents and like containers and some, they're building some strong houses right now in their, you know, in, uh, those places. But, um, of course our ministry are taking all the necessary steps as well. But professionally, I can say that, um, also we have new students in Belek because I live in Antalya, but I work in Belek. So it's like a 45 drive, 45 minutes drive to, uh, Belek. And Belek is really a touristic place, a touristic center, which is full of hotels. So, um, those victims, I am not going to, you know, call them victims in English, but people who were uh, affected by the earthquake. So they were taken to the hotels in Belek and, uh, for a temporary, uh, time, period of time. So that meant uh, over 200 newcomers for my school. And yeah, so it's quite a lot, I know, but we're going to handle it for sure. It's been like two weeks. Uh, at first, we didn't know what to do because we had so many students. We didn't know about their stories. We didn't know about, you know, how they were affected by the earthquake. Were they, you know, under the buildings? Did they lose some parents? Did they, you know, suffer from anything else? We didn't know anything. So, but we tried to do our best, um, with their survival, with their, you know, we were always cheering them up. But, um, it's always difficult. It's, it's always tough to do things like to, to put them, uh, in the right places because we have our students and we have them now. And we have to be more careful about, you know, their psychological needs. We have to be careful about their, um, like, I don't know. They, at first, they had no motivation when they first came. And we were, like, having some balloons, some games, some drama activities with my colleagues because I'm the only English teacher in the primary school. And that's a public primary school. So we just prepare like bags with some, you know, uh, stationery, like papers and notebooks and so on and so forth, and some uniforms for them, of course, for free. And just in order to make them feel a bit more secure and a bit more, you know, happy with their new situation, because it's really hard. Somehow in two minutes, you have, you know, you find yourself like homeless, you find yourself like desperate, you find yourself depressed. So it's not uh, so easy to handle it, but I'm lucky that we have all those kids because they're kids. So they're young, young enough not to understand what's happening. So that's our luck, I think. So, uh, but I just realized that I don't know. Um, I, I didn't know that I have so, you know, um, power in myself because um, I knew how to stay strong, but I didn't know how to stay more strong like stronger than ever and that's what it counts for me but now i know so all we care about is our children our future generation it's just them so in like we're not having the lessons as we used to have 
but we include more, you know, games, some drama, some, um, I don't know, crafts they could use, you know, they could, you know, um, like feel more comfortable. You'll be more grateful that you are sharing this with us because I bet these are, you know, news and pictures that and images that do not come to any news bulletin or any other uh, media. And thank you for being so human and transferring to us, you know, these uh, images, which, you know, at the same time, I think uh, within this uh, tragedy and of course the sorrow and the grief and the pain, which sometimes mm -hmm. is uh something that people uh, will take a lot of time before they are cured from that or overcome it but at the same time they reflect and they show the value of education education needs to go on and no matter if you know this is under uh the scheme or a plan of a simple lesson or a game it has to go on because i think uh it will take maybe a while before these kids reap rewards from these lessons, but it's important that these lessons are there. So thank you so much for, for sharing this. It was truly, truly um, uh, insightful, and I think it had a lot of merit and value for our listeners. Um, uh, you, you did tell us about um, the impact that this had in your conscious, uh, in your consciousness, you know, as a as a country. Do you think there might be other lessons, uh, more global ones, uh, that are connected to this uh, incident, to this tragedy? Maybe this uh, earthquake may, will make us think um, about our own values, no matter where we are in the world? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You're absolutely right, because I was thinking about this because... Um, I'm a teacher who always try to, you know, tries to do um, better. And also, um, I really like to be involved in global settings. Like, I, I, I always, you know, uh, find some ways to, to um, meet um, European teachers or teachers from all over the world. So, I think the lesson, the biggest lesson we should have, we should take, uh, from this devastating experience is that we should, you know, quit all the things like politics and, you know, um, I don't know how to say, but all the conflicts that we're having right now, because is, as a country, we've just seen that many countries were here to help us, to support us, to do their best for us. So that meant a lot. So we can't think enough to those countries, to those people. Because we are people. Of course, we're citizens of some countries. We're citizens of some, you know, um, we, we, we live in, like, different uh, geographical places. But the, the most important thing, I guess, is to be a human being. So we sometimes kind of, you know, um, forget it. But I think the biggest lesson is to to move on our teaching to like while moving on our teaching while moving on our lives so the goal must be you know um, not to forget about our like well-being as a human being so I think that's the message I got uh, from this as a like we're going to be a global village in the end <laughs> so the world will be a global village in the end but we should not forget that um, we should be there to help the others all the time. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, 
yeah, I, I couldn't agree more, uh, you know, being human and focusing on uh, what really matters comes first. And then, especially in such events like that, you, you really take a step back and reevaluate on what really matters. And then everything else comes second. So, you know, it's, it's important to focus on those and to, to build on them as well. And that's what teachers are there also to help um, students understand these um, important, um, the most important, let's say, aspects in life. Um, and with that in mind, I would like to ask you that in, in ELT classrooms today in Turkey, uh, what are the main objectives that uh, you teach students? Do they coincide with the, the goals that you need um, as a person outside the classroom in the real world or is it uh, a more standardized let's learn the language um and and yes. focus on that yeah. uh -huh. it's an interesting question because uh since 2013 uh there have been some regulations on the curriculum uh in turkey so main learning objectives of an elt class is boosting the communication you know the communicative aspect of teaching. Finally, it is. <laughs> Consider So, um, yeah. With the newest uh, curricular innovation, the focus was replaced from grammar and, you know, like vocabulary. Of course, grammar and vocabulary are so important. But, yeah, the communication, the message that you convey to other people is, is far more important than you think. So, the goals are like use of data language, for, for now, and emphasizing individual and like cultural diversity, and also becoming a European citizen and becoming a global citizen, and also employing internet and technology, technological devices with two tools and so on and so forth as widely as possible, as soon, like as much as as possible, uh, and their integration into our teaching. These are really important. So, um, yeah. With new regulations and policies, many improvements have been uh, made to strengthen language education in Turkey, so which, which I feel really happy about it, which I really, really feel content with it. So, um, yeah, the most important thing is like now student engagement and developing speaking skills, especially in the primary school, because um, we start teaching English from second grade, so third grade, fourth grade, and it goes like to the, you know, university. So, um, especially I teach second graders, third graders, and fourth graders at the public primary school. So what I do care about all the time is to make them speak rather than, you know, you know, like, um, knowing them by heart, like, like a parrot or something. So, um, that's what I care about most. And I, I, I try to do um, anything that works in the classroom to make that happen because we need to speak. For example, we're from different countries, but we, we just, you know, communicate with you in English. So this is really um, crucial and special for me. Otherwise, we wouldn't, you know, know ourselves. We wouldn't, you know, get to know each other. We wouldn't, you know, share this moment. It's really important that this became official and now more and more 
um, curriculum, curricula are actually adapted to this new reality of more communicative, let's say, teaching. But maybe you no, know, the reality gives to this an extra boost because I think things have changed compared to what used to be like 15 or 20 years ago. Now, because of technology, uh, obviously, we're talking about digital natives and kids or students who are very familiar with it. But this familiarity, at the same time, I think, has boosted their language skills. I mean, imagine no matter where you are, uh, Turkey, Greece, Albania, Hungary, whatever, you, if you're a young person, you're constantly watching videos in English, reels in English now that this is a new fashion. So... Can, can there be any value regarding this exposure that can be taken advantage into any classroom? And maybe this can help uh, your uh, job as a teacher. Um, can it make it like easier? Have you seen any change teaching this new generation with this new curriculum and having yeah, this? Yeah, 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 sure, mm -hmm. sure. Um, I couldn't agree more. Um, I personally prefer, you know, take the positive side of technology and <laughs> social media all the time to, to integrate to my teaching, uh, than focusing on the, on the side effects of social media <laughs> because mm -hmm. they're too young and they always, you know, observe and always go through the videos they shouldn't look at. But, um, yeah, that's another point of discussion. So, for example, years ago, it was a lot more challenging and it was a, a lot more um, hard to teach, like, yeah, it's like for um, second graders because it's always like I can <laughs> because of the Turkish language. Mm -hmm. you, you just read Turkish as it's written, and they, you know, tend they have a tendency to read that like like all the time. So um, that was really um, challenging for me, and so after you know. Um, nowadays, or I could say lately, after this, you know, technological, um, improvements. So, uh, for example, we have this unit, colors in second graders, and of course, they're, they're familiar with the colors, they know the meaning of the colors, they show it, they point out, they do everything. But when it comes to making sentences, they can't. They simply can't. For example, they, they would like to say their favorite color, but they can't say, I like red. They can't say, I dislike this. I like, uh, for example, orange. I dislike purple. But then what happens is that during my classrooms, during my, you know, classes, um, I, I just suggest them to think about Facebook, <laughs> Instagram, and YouTube. And, you know, that, 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 uh, symbols like thumbs up and thumbs down. Mm -hmm. Then it becomes a sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> because they know what that they you know that symbols meant and they immediately say okay it's like like button like button like button so then you just you know see the um the change in their faces because they understand what you're talking about it's not like written on the board like i like this i like that but not like doing hearts in the classroom but it's more uh easy way to to do that to handle it and then they just simply say, okay, I like Orange, I like Facebook, I like all this, and I like Tenerbahce, and it goes like this. So that's the positive side of it. That's really important for me, even it's so simple, because, you know, um, the younger your children, the younger your students um, would be, your situation would be more challenging and more difficult all the time, because you try to be simple, 
but um, even though you're like you know really really simple sometimes it's not enough so there's not enough room for you to to teach that you know um, pattern to 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 um, to make them understand so yeah this is a great innovation technology wonderful <laughs> always of course technology in many ways can there are a lot of benefits of technology for uh, learners these days and even professionals I'm gonna take it a step further um, but let's talk about uh, the resources and the training um, that uh, teachers uh, ALT teachers in Turkey um, have or don't have how would you assess the current uh, situation as a as a trainer and an influencer is there enough training and resources available um for uh the alt teachers in turkey uh first of all <laughs> i wouldn't call myself as influencer but yeah so um yeah so i'm gonna try to do my best to answer this question so regarding resources i would say or i can truly say honestly say that there's been a magical progression uh in terms of uh, having original resource in Turkey for ELT, you know, world, because we used to have, um, I'm not going to tell a lie, but <laughs> we used to have so many resources from outside, uh, like from Europe, from the UK, from the USA, all the time. So in the past, it was like that. So we were trying to, not in public schools, but in private schools, and it, it, it is actually um a continue continuing process they uh still have those resources but in public schools we don't have much choice actually because the books are spread freely and we don't charge for them and our ministry just you know sends the books so uh the resource is us basically <laughs> so um yeah but original resource development is something really different because during the pandemic, our Minister of Education, National Education, had created a platform called EBA. And I can say that this is an informatics network of educators uh, in, the, in, in the country. So the platform offered free access to teachers and students and teachers could share uh, their original resources for the students. So also the platform included some TV channels and it's really uh, beneficial for them, especially people, especially the students without any uh, access for internet or tablets or PCs or laptops and everything else. So, um, and the parts were divided by primary, middle and secondary. And um, so the research and development departments uh, created teams of experienced teachers with higher level of academic background and more and more original resources were developed which is really cool actually because of course um, native speakers do the best native speakers teach English the best but um, we should find some place for us we should some you know find some room for us as well as non-native ones because we know how to handle it we, we just have our L1 so we just need uh, to find some paths, to find some ways to to um, um, make the learning, uh, like, like put the learning in a higher position. So 
Um, as for the training, uh, again, our ministry started a project called English Together Project. It's, it is a country world statement nationwide. So English teachers in Turkey, uh, like, collaborate with each other. And this project is, like, done with the collaboration of British Council and Sabancı Foundation. So I'm a facilitator. I work as a facilitator for that project. And this is quite cool. And this is really, really fantastic and fun. Because once you just go and you have a 10-day training with a British uh, trainer, and also a Turkish trainer. And then um, you have the training, and then you have your certificate, and then you come back to your city, either your hometown or the city you work. Then you train other teachers uh, about the training. So it's like a butterfly effect. And I quite like it because uh, during 10 days, you just see and observe so many things, and you just, you know, like, you find hands-on activities and you find some challenging activities and you learn. So professional development is my life aspect actually and I quite like it. So um, yeah, this, this, you know, these developments and regulations are quite big steps in Turkey. So I'm happy to see more, you know, like prestigious events and organizations uh, in the future. You so that's my hope. Absolutely. Uh, it's all about continuous learning. Learning never stops. No matter how many certificates you acquire or you finish yeah. studies, it never, never, ever stops. Uh, so uh, maybe you have partially answered my next and final question from my end. Oh. Uh, regarding the future plans that you have, anything special that's coming up? Uh, individually, you know, more collectively, maybe as part of an association or part of another working group. What are your plans for the future? Oh, that's an interesting question because um, actually I wouldn't uh, answer it like if, if it was like two days ago or three days ago because I didn't have some hope for the future. Um, I think it's because of our geographical position. So geography is fate. <laughs> so, um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I put myself together and I, I still hope for the, you know, future generations. Uh, so individually, my plan is to work on my career because I'm trying to finish, I'm trying hard to finish my master's thesis right now. I'm struggling, but it's okay. <laughs> I think I'm going to handle it. So then I'm planning to apply for PhD in the ELT world again. So ELT field. Wow. Um, yeah, if I can. <laughs> if I finish my master's, because I started my master's in 2011, mm. but I couldn't <laughs> I finish it right now um, for some of the reasons because I was unemployed at the time. So, um, yeah, I was looking for positions at universities and universities were... Uh, looking for some positions and some people with experience and I didn't have any experience so <laughs> that was a circle um, yeah yeah so um, collectively as for collectively I could say ELT teachers are doing their best actually and uh, they are trying different approaches innovative like methodologies for a brighter future for their students I can honestly say that in Turkey because um, actually, my English teachers, like, I could exclude three of them, but my English teachers were not like now we are. I can 
honestly say that. They were like, you know, writing some things on the board and they were like, okay, you don't understand English. <laughs> but now English teachers are really trying hard, really put some effort and devotion in their teaching. So um, the, you know, for, for increasing the number of students who have a passion for language learning, and increasing the level of success in language learning, of course, um, they're doing their best. So I'm hoping that would go higher for sure. And my plan is to not inspire, but share what I have with, with my colleagues uh, all the time, as much as I can. So that's my plan for the future. And that's a very noble objective and goal. So we wish you all the best towards this um, uh, goal and um, uh, plan that you have in your mind. And I'm sure that you're going to definitely make it. Thank you. All right. Gina, roast question. Julian, are you ready? Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One more last question, the roast question. Um, otherwise, it's not season six. Um, <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, okay, so I don't know. I'm starting to doubt my question, but since it's a roast question, I'm going to go ahead with it. Because you said you were not an influencer like just a few minutes ago, but I'm just going to go ahead and call you an influencer because you got awarded. And as you started off the pod podcast, recognition is important. So here we go. So what has been your biggest challenge as an ALT influencer these lit past few days, weeks? Oh, past weeks. Are we clear on that? <laughs> because because I, I, are we going to, you know, um, talk you about... You say in the past... For years... Because if we're talking about, you know, weeks, I would certainly include the, you know, effect of earthquake. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so I, I trying hard, you know, you know, I'm, I'm trying to control myself not to cry. Uh, and I'm trying to keep the spirit up all the time. Uh, but yeah, the most challenging part, uh, was that. So the, the conclusions of earthquake, because we didn't expect that, of course, obviously. And no one would expect something like that. But, um, but then, um, you feel, for example, um, if something happened in different part of the country, you don't need to have, you know, a connection with those people. You know, you, you don't, you don't need to have actual, like, blood or rela relations or connection or something else. But the thing that matters most, is that you're the citizen of Turkish Republic and you have, you know, your feelings, you have, you know, empathy and you have your, um, I don't know, you have a heart. So you can't simply say that, okay, I don't get it. I don't care. I don't just, you know, uh, give a shit. <laughs> Sorry. But, um, this is quite, um, essential to feel, you know, that pain, the grief and everything. So the most challenging part for me, was that because um, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't come out of the depression. I would be most probably, you know, leave myself in that depression. Uh, like, um, we, if if I had no, you know, child, because I have a four-year-old son, and he needs my, you know, care and attention. 
and also I've got so many students because I've been teaching at two different you know schools and one of them is uh, a public primary school and one of them is a science and art uh, center where we have talented and gifted students so um, the first week was really challenging because I didn't know what to do uh, I didn't know if I would you know smile a lot if I could cry if I could you know um, like find myself in such an anger so um, that was a tough situation for a teacher because sometimes like not sometimes but lately we're talking about well-being of teachers so where's the well-being so you should do um like like you should have a superpower to motivate yourself to teach to motivate yourself not to teach like leave them alone you should have to be um so strong and like you should calm down yourself in order to be at position at the, in, in that school that you're working at because um, teachers always say for example I'm going to school I'm not going to workplace so schools are not workplace for us schools are live uh, places like our you know um, like like we, we find some um, we find ourselves in our schools so it's hard to speak right now because you know um, we, we just had so many uh, things uh, like we had to cope with so many problems uh, during those, you know, three weeks. So, yeah. But I think we're doing good. Uh, it's been a month, but I think, I really think that we're doing good. And we, we, we're trying to do um, anything that we, we can. So that's all that matters. Absolutely, Gilbin. And uh, I think, you know, what you have just stressed, and maybe that can be the final message of this conversation, is, is all about the human factor. At the end of the day, yes, teachers, and there were many other people who used this very same metaphor or allusion or even reference. Uh, yes, we are superheroes because you literally need to pull yourself together. Uh, specifically after this tragedy that happened and be presentable in front of the class and not only that teach no matter this whatever this means okay uh, and it means a lot it means a lot for these children to be able to be there standing up delivering your lesson because that's how life goes on as we said before and this is how by doing it you can convey a positive message so i guess we always need to be there um present doing what we have to do and this conveys the message yeah yeah that there is hope and that life goes on and you know things can actually get better if we try to make them better because the alternative would be to whine to complain to put the blame to try to to find the answer why sometimes there's no why and you simply need to go on and if a teacher embodies that you know that's that's i think really important um i would like to thank you because that has been a really really another insightful conversation here at Teachers Coffee. Uh, I want to wish you all the best for all the future plans and, uh, you know, to more, to more rewards to come. <laughs> well deserved. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's such a great honor to be here with you. Um, thanks for your, you know, kind invitation and being so, you know, humble and being so more, like, um, encouraging and supportive, you and Gina. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. It was a pleasure talking to you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.